You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Fashion lovers, welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young, and I'm so excited about our show today. I went on Instagram a little while ago, and it didn't take me long to learn that there are bona fide dog stars on there, the biggest being Tuna, with 1.3 million followers. Tuna is described on his website as a four year old Chewini with an exaggerated overbite, recessed jawline, and a magnificent wrinkly neck, aka shrivel neck. He is all that and more. Tuna's Instagram handle is Tuna Melts My Heart, and I know he's melted mine. So today, I'm so pleased to be talking with Courtney Dasher, Tuna's mom. We'll discover Tuna's story, how his unexpected stardom happened, and what his life is like today when we return. But first, we'll take a short break from our sponsor. So grab your favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right We'll be right back after a short pause. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active for Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active for Pets. Ready to try Active for Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of active4pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller-Young, and we're here with Courtney Dasher, mom to Instagram dog star Tuna of Tuna Melts My Heart. Hey, Courtney. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. Now, you're speaking with us from London, where you told me you're living for the next couple of months. What are you doing over there? Yeah, so I came to London about a month and a half ago because I have visited a few times and I absolutely love it here. And I decided that since I basically work for myself, I would come here for the summer and I would bring tuna, of course. But when I announced I was in the UK, I got loads of inquiries for me to make appearances. And I have a UK version of my book, Tuna Melts My Heart. That was scheduled to be released at the end of July. But when the publishing house found out that I was getting inquiries for appearances, they moved up the publishing date to this past Thursday, actually. So So you and and Tuna have been out and about in London. Tell me a little bit about some of the fun things you've been doing in terms of your appearances. 
Yeah, so we just had our first UK book signing this past Saturday in Essex. And that was wild. I mean, it was just so fun to know that there is just a massive amount of people that love him over here as well. And so it was really endearing. A lot of people showed up and were really excited and really kind to just welcome us into their city. And so, yeah, we did that. And we're probably going to do another one in central London at the end of July, and then another one up north, like Manchester or Liverpool. So much fun. Tell us a little bit about Tuna's book. Yeah, so I was approached by Penguin Random House this past summer. And one of the editors said, listen, I love your content. And I love Tuna's photos. So I think that you could make a really great book that you would be proud of. And so I had complete creative freedom to come up with this concept where it's basically a day in the life of Tuna. And there's 15 (laughs) chapters. And it's just a really lighthearted story about his life. And it's spoken in my narrative. So when you read it, you're kind of getting a really good picture into how I see him. Yeah, it's for all demographics. And it's really just a sweet story. And you get to learn like about Tuna's beginnings and kind of what he's doing now. Well, that's perfect. It leads right into my next question for you. How did Tuna come into your life? Share that story with us because it's really a lovely story. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So I I met Tuna in December of 2010 at a farmer's market in Los Angeles. And at the time, I wasn't really expecting to adopt a dog, but I knew that I would have the ability to foster. So I met Tuna. He was a four-month-old puppy at the time. And when I saw him, he was so insecure and looked like he really needed to be loved. And so I decided to foster him and and then he just literally just stole my heart. And so, yeah. That, couldn't give I, him back. Yeah, I couldn't give him back. back. <laughs> no. Now, he came from pretty sort of dire beginnings. Um, what did you learn from the shelter about how they found him? Yeah, so basically what I know of his backstory is that he was found on the side of the road somewhere near San Diego, California, by a rescue group down there. And then they transported him up to a private rescuer who basically was looking after him for a bit and would show him for, you know, foster adoptions at this farmer's market every Sunday. And then that's when I came into the picture. So I don't really know much about his actual background except that he was abandoned and when I first met him his name was Wormy that's what she called him because he was so insecure that when he would walk he would fall on his belly and just worm around oh my god that was actually one of the reasons why I I wanted him because I just thought it was like such a sweet little like nickname and he did that for like the first week that I had him and then he just built up his confidence and started walking normally Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) He is such an unusual looking, adorable boy. You've likened his appearance to that of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons for any Simpsons fans out there. (laughs) Were you a fan of the show or did others tell you he looked like him? Because there's definitely a resemblance. Yeah, you know, I grew up in that era when The Simpsons first came out, so I was very familiar with it. But when I first got Tuna, he didn't really have his teeth. He just had like two tiny, tiny front chiclet teeth is what I call them. (laughs) But because of his recessed jaw, 
jaw and his very like pronounced overbite. He definitely resembled Mr. Burns. And it was so uncanny that I just started calling him Mr. Burns or Burns. And then his name Tuna actually came about because I nicknamed him Toonie after cartoon. And my six-year-old nephew at the time mistakenly thought that I was calling him Tuna. And when he asked me like, is it Tuna? I was like, yeah, that's his name. And that's when I just christened it to that. <laughs> what a great story. What a yeah, great story. Yeah. So people mistakenly, that. they always say like, oh, is it after the fish? And I say, well, it's spelled like the fish, but it's actually a derivative of cartoon. Very cool. Very cool. Now tell listeners how Tuna became an Instagram star because he and you both kind of stumbled into it, didn't you? Absolutely. Yes. So I had no intention to garner a large following when I first started my account back in November 2011. What had happened was I had him for a year and my friends were encouraging me just to join Instagram because it was kind of up and coming. And I was reluctant because I didn't have any of my own social media, but I did have a year's worth of photos for Tuna. And so I made a decision that I would just post one a day and I called it the daily Tuna special at the time. under the handle Dasher Like a Reindeer, which was my last name is Dasher. (laughs) Um, But it was the Daily Tuna special. And I made a decision that I wasn't going to include myself in it. And it was just purely going to be photos of him and Almost immediately, I was getting feedback like, oh my gosh, he just makes my day and he brings me so much joy and I laugh so hard when I see his photos. And so I really saw it as an opportunity, you know, to use this as a platform to bring people joy and laughter. And so since the beginning, I've been very committed to doing it that way. And yeah, it's been really great because like I said, I didn't have this agenda, but I do know that like he brings, yeah, he brings cheer to people. So You can't help it. it. You can't help it. You just look at that little face and you capture him in like the best poses. Is Is he easy to pose? Does he do it naturally or does he like sit there when you want to take his picture? How does, it, yeah. how does it work? I'll tell you the secret. Some of my best photos are of him just being in his natural environment. So him waking up first thing in the morning or like sometimes he likes to just lay down on my lap on his back and his teeth will stick out because <laughs> his gums get really dry. And so then the top lip will just stick up to his gum. And that's how you get to see like that tooth shot. Yeah. So it's mainly when he's just being his natural self is when I get the best photos. They're the ones that are contrived, which are like, you might notice I have some like holiday photos. Mm -hmm. They're really cute and funny, but he's, he's usually dressed up like a leprechaun or a turkey. And (laughs) that's not normal. I don't do that very often, but you mean he doesn't uh, get up and put on his leprechaun outfit, right? No. I mean, yeah. Sometimes he's like, can we please wear this today? But yeah, but he does love wearing clothes. And it's because he's a short hair chihuahua dachshund mix and otherwise he's just freezing. So he doesn't mind the clothes, but it's the costumes that I try not to put on unless it's for like a holiday special occasion. Yeah. Yeah, Which, which his audience really, really loves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His overbite and his recessed jawline is so pronounced. I'm wondering, is there any impact in terms of how he eats or any kind of health oriented or practical type of impact that that has on his day to day life? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And, and it's one that I get asked quite often. Basically, he does not have any issues eating at all. He kind of just chews with his back molars like we do. But it's funny to watch him drink water, to be honest, because his snout is so pronounced that like, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> all right, buddy. Slow down or else you're going to drown in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but and then as far as anything else, like it's just hygiene. So I was introduced early on to this idea of just, you know, proactive dental work that, you know, we do as humans as well, that it's really important to keep your dog's teeth cleaned. And I it think is. sometimes that does get overlooked, but that's a lot of reasons why they have really smelly breath and a lot of reasons why dogs have to get their teeth pulled later on in life is because it's not preventative care. So I once a year take him to the vet to have him get like a full dental and then I also brush yep, like so a few we. times a week. Oh, good. Yay. Yep, he yep, doesn't love it. super but important. It I mean, important. a lot of people I think don't do it because it's just a pain and most dogs don't like it. But yeah, it's super, super important. I totally agree with you. And especially later on in life when if your teeth haven't been cared for, just like us, yeah, yeah just like us, exactly. you run into problems. And they get used to it. So, you know, he doesn't really love it, but he knows it's something that we do. So he cooperates with me on it. But Absolutely. Yeah. Does he have a favorite toothpaste, one that he doesn't mind as much as the others? Because I'm looking yeah. for one that they like better than the one I'm using. Yeah, I actually don't know the name of it because it came in this adorable little kit, but um, <laughs> it's turkey flavor. I do know that. What I definitely do is let him lick it off of like my finger or the toothbrush first so mm -hmm. he gets used to the taste. And then I just go in and uh, yeah, go in and <laughs> yeah, exactly. just brush those teeth real quick. Brush them, yeah. Well, the thing that I find really interesting now that I've learned about some of the main dog stars of Instagram is that many of them were rescued like Tuna. Hmm. Um, and Tuna definitely has a message that you and he want to give people through your posts. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I had told you that when I initially fostered and adopted him, I actually didn't know anything about the rescue world, to be honest. I just wasn't aware of it and ended up rescuing him and started just through Instagram, just talking to loads of people who were rescue parents and really advocate for it. So what happened is just kind of accidentally, I, I decided like, wow, this would be such a great way to raise awareness and even financial support for other um, shelter groups and rescue groups across the United States. And so I began partnering with a variety of shelters and even companies like I've worked really closely with BarkBox and WagAware, who through their product, they support a ton of different rescue organizations. And there's another company called Grounds and Hounds that they're coffee for human, but they give 25% back of their proceeds to the shelter groups in the markets that are being sold. So if the coffee gets sold in California, then it goes to benefit California shelters. So yeah, I mean, it, there's just been a lot of fun work that has come out of Instagram through, you know, just Tuna being a rescue dog. And I think it's really important to create that awareness because like I said, Said, I was unaware of it. And um, yeah, absolutely. So. Mm -hmm. Also, I, I've read it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Thanks. The more people who have a platform to reach many, many folks um, that talk about rescue and adopt, don't shop, the better because people are really catching on. Celebrities have helped a lot. Oh, and yeah. it's so important. There are so many animals that are euthanized every year. Yeah, um, there are. Yeah. Yeah. You also talked about because Tuna has such distinctive looks, 
another message that you've put out there about we're all beautiful and embracing. Mm. Yeah, talk mm. about that. That's also so important, especially for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say two parts on that. First and foremost, when I first joined Instagram and when he went viral in December 2012, when Instagram featured three in one photos on their personal account, that's when his audience just kind of just expanded. I was getting a lot of mixed reviews on Tuna and most people found him really endearing and cute and a lot of other people were just saying some of the most atrocious things about him. I mean, it, it started with what an ugly dog to like really oh. suggestive, terrible things about like basically getting him off the face of the earth. And it was just oh disheartening. God. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing was, is that I said to myself, like, okay, I have this platform where I could either respond in a way that is kind of equal to what people were saying or instead, I can just encourage people to know that um, true beauty captivates our hearts and not just our eyes. And so it kind of became my mission to just just celebrate his unconventional features and let people know, like, this dog is really beautiful and we're all unique and we all have different, like, physical attributes and let's just celebrate them. Let's, instead of, like, tearing each other down, build each other up. And so that's, like, the first part of what I try and communicate through the beauty aspect of it. And then the second thing is, is that because of the anonymity of the internet, like, people can be really harsh with their words. And so, of course. yeah, I've tried to just... Instead of like getting back at them and saying, well, like if they say like, your dog's ugly and I go, well, you're ugly. You know, I would never say that. Instead, I just want people to know that that's not okay to speak to anyone that way. And so my favorite thing, this is between us and everyone who's listening, is to block and delete. It's just the easiest way to get people to stop saying mean things is just to keep them off your page. So Absolutely. And yeah. there are people, many of those kinds of people who say the most heinous things are people who are not interested in learning a new point of view. They're not no. interested in dialogue. They just are interested in dumping. And so yeah, and it's better not to engage. Who needs that negative energy? Right. And they're sparring. And basically what I've noticed is when someone leaves a negative comment on Tuna's page, then what happens is that he gets, you know, people defend him and then that turns into this like verbal war and a lot of his followers after all this time just know now not to even Engage. open that door so I yeah. I just go in and I read through most of my comments every single day and I go through and I delete the ones that are negative and then I respond to the ones that are just really endearing and sweet I don't know how you managed to read through all your comments <laughs> that's like oh to be a gosh. superwoman job <laughs> I spend so much time a day doing it. and But I want to be as intentional as I can with everyone because, one, I'm just grateful for the fact that, like like I said, it's just endearing knowing that people really love your dog. But, two, I just feel like I've been entrusted with over a million people to you know, be a catalyst to change their day. And that's really important to me. Like, I think it's, I'm a relational person. And so it's so cool to know that like Tuna is making an impact on people's hearts. It's huge. It's huge. Which, you know, you've told me you get emails, all these emails daily about how Tuna has influenced people's lives. Are there like one or two stories that stand out for you that you'd like to share? 
Yeah. So I would say a common one that I've gotten multiple times is that tuna has been a great distraction from cancer or like someone wrote to me once and said that her mother um, was diagnosed with stage four cancer and was really struggling and going through such a difficult time. And tuna's photos were just a source of joy and hope for her. And so I wrote her back and asked her to expand on it a little bit more. And and then I just was like, well, I'm going to send her some photos of tuna with like a few personal personalized notes. And yeah, and I know that that just really was a way to encourage her mom while she was going through that. And yeah, and there's just been like, even today, I, I went to these offices, it was like this clothing office. And there were so many people coming up to me like, Oh, I love tuna. And he makes me so happy. But this one girl comes in with tears in her eyes. And I went right up to her and hugged her. And I was like, it's okay. And she's like, you don't understand. I have had the worst year of my life. And I literally just look at your Instagram page and tuna just turned my day around. And so it's things like that, where I'm like, this is way more than an Instagram to me. And I take it very seriously. Like I try my very best to be as attentive and responsive as I can to people, whether it's online or in person, like if I'm walking down the street and he's recognized, I always want to make sure I'm present with people and if they want to take photos or ask me questions. So, I mean, it's definitely like a full-time thing at the moment for me, but it's also something that I'm like, you know, this is like really important and has just Mm -hmm. redefined my purpose. So absolutely, absolutely. It's so, so cool. Really wonderful to have that kind of influence in such a positive way when there's so much negativity going on in the world. Beautiful thing. Hold that thought, Courtney. Sure. We need to take a short break from our sponsor, but when we come back, we'll find out about Tuna's own collection of goodies for us, as well as the collaborations he's doing and more. So refresh your beverage, get cozy, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. This is Christy Hinz-Clark, founder and creative director for Legitimat. Legitimat is a fashionable yet functional made-in-America canine brand. We produce collars, leashes, beds, blankets, accessories, and apparel, all made from the finest materials. We strive to produce the highest quality product that will meet the needs of every pampered pooch. To order these gorgeous fashion styles for dogs, visit Legitimut.com. L-E-G-I-T-I-M-U-T-T.com. Check out my new interview for Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young, and we're here today talking with Courtney Dasher, mom to Instagram dog star Tuna of Tuna Melts My Heart. I actually have a t shirt of his. Yeah, <laughs> of my very own. That's amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's really Thank cool. You. I love it. I love it. I love it. Tell us about how the collection started, happened, and some of the most popular designs. Yeah. So basically I never thought that I would have a collection of t-shirts and mugs for my dog ever in my wildest dreams. But when he went viral, I was getting a lot of comments that people were saying like, I want a t-shirt or I want a iPhone cover. And I used to delete those comments because I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't want people to think that that's something I'm going to do. So I would like write them in (laughs) private and be like, no, if that ever happens, I'll let you know. But basically a friend of mine encouraged me and she said, Courtney, you have to think of it in a way that like tuna brings people a lot of joy. And if his audience is like basically requesting slash demanding some merchandise, like I think if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it and you're putting so much time into this and your dog, so you might as well. And so, you know, I didn't think that it would happen as quickly, but I would say when he went viral was in December of 2012. And so by April of 2013, I put out my first product line through this company where it's basically all made to order, which has just been brilliant because it gives me an opportunity to give people as many options as they want and then they're just made on demand and some of the best designs I would say his most iconic one is it's his face off to the side and he's wearing a bow tie and I had my designer put a little name tag that says hello I will melt your heart and then it says tuna instead of hello my name is yeah Uh, so that's that's one of the best ones and then there's one that um he has like sunglasses on his it's like heart-shaped sunglasses on his face I really think that's really an endearing it is I know that one yeah it's it's really cute but I am going to um be putting out I haven't put out new designs in over like a year and a half. So I'm going to launch that like closer to the holidays, get some fresh things up for him. But it always surprises me that people actually want to buy things of tuna. Like, I'm like, what? You have a calendar? It's the coolest thing ever. You have to tell me when the new designs come out. Oh, I will. Promise? I I promise you. Okay. I'll send you something. (laughs) It's just something too. I think people like to have a piece of him in their home and, it's That's just right. really great. Um, right. I would love to do a plush toy next, but I'm, I don't know where to even start with that. So <laughs> if well, anyone has any ideas. <laughs> I might be able to help you with that. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. Does a portion of proceeds from the sales go to help shelter pets? I think I read yes. that too. Yep. So initially, like I said, when I, um, when I first got Tuna, I didn't know anything about the rescue world. But as my Instagram grew and then I decided to put out a product line, I thought, okay, a portion of the proceeds are going to go towards animal rescue. And at the time, because I didn't know much about the rescue world, I was just giving it to the ASPCA. But Mm -hmm. then really shortly after that, that's when I started like having conversations with Best Friends Animal Society and other smaller rescue groups. So what I do is I basically put aside a portion of it into like a separate account and then I divvy it out when it's needed for certain other groups that so we do something called dollar a dog we did one in <laughs> in November but we're doing one again where we try to you know me and BarkBox and some other companies try and raise a significant amount of money and then so that's when I like give portions of my proceeds like in a bulk chunk like that 
Great. Sounds yeah. wonderful. Tuna's also collaborated with a UK designer that I love named Ruby Rufus. Yes. Yeah, for a special, yummy, delicious tuna cashmere sweater that's part of her <laughs> Ruby Rufus collection. And it's really beautiful. You'll see a picture of it on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site, guys. It's red, white, and blue. Tell us how this came about. So Ruby has become such a great friend of mine. She basically wooed me. So she <laughs> sent about three cashmere sweaters and snoo which are little scarves, to Los Angeles when I was living there. And just a little note, like, I hope Tuna enjoys these. I know he's like a short-haired dog. And I... I emailed her and I said, who are you? This is the nicest thing ever. <laughs> and uh, so she at the time was living in London and I was on my way to visit London. And she said to me like, listen, I would love to design a sweater and just call it Tuna Melts My Heart for Ruby Rufus. And I'll like cover everything. I just want to kind of design it in honor of tuna. And so Aww. she sent me a few ideas and, and just based off of like colors that look good on tuna and the style of the design, uh, we collaborated and then was birthed the Tuna Melts My Heart Ruby Rufus sweater. But and it's such a so smart, dapper. cute. Yeah, he does. He, <laughs> he looks so great in all of those sweaters. And, you know, I never thought that my dog would own a cashmere sweater, but they're so amazing. I mean, they're really, really lovely and they keep dogs really warm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and they're yummy. Soft. I always joke that tuna has and will always have a better wardrobe than I ever will. <laughs> it really does. The same with my dogs. Oh, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, live in the warm weather, they don't really need any of it. No, not really. Yeah, no. Well, but we he, live in, the, tuna, in Florida. Yeah, tuna has everything that like, I'm like, I will never <laughs> own this. It's amazing. Living now, vicariously through him. Because he is such a man about town and a popular boy, and you guys lived in LA for a while. Yeah. Does he have any celebrity fans? Any play dates with celebrity pups? Yeah, no, he has not really met any celebrity pups, but I know he does have a pretty vast following of celebrities. Like Reese Witherspoon did a feature in Vogue about a year ago or less than a year ago, and they were asking her, if beside you, who would you follow on Instagram? And she said, Tuna Melts My Heart. Oh so my that goodness. was a really sweet <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Love yeah. that. But then like Amanda Seyfried follows him and Hilary Duff, Ariana Grande. Um, Very cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of like random celebrities that follow him and it's really fun. Well, I totally understand it. I mean, you just don't see a dog like Tuna every day and and he is, the sweetness in him just absolutely comes out. Exude, he exudes it. So it's oh, totally understandable. Where can people learn more about Tuna and, and buy some of his cool stuff? Oh, yeah. So I have a website. It's tunameltsmyheart.com. And you can read more about his story. And then there's a, a section that I labeled press, which is just all different news articles that he's been featured in, whether it's been online or there's some videos and we've made some television appearances. But that's how you got, you kind of get to know more about his story. I saw you him know. on Steve Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> that was Harvey. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. And then, you know, you can get the book on there. There's It's available in America and um, in the UK, but you could buy it on Amazon anywhere, you know, wherever Amazon ships. And then you also have like the merchandise tab as well. It's the shop. And that's when I usually put up, you know, products that are new, like towards the holidays, but you can get what is existing right now. But yeah, yeah. it's just my website, Tuna Melts My Heart. 
Perfect. And people can follow Tuna on Instagram at, yeah. at Tuna Melts My Heart. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us, Courtney. And oh, Tuna. Hi, Tuna. Hi. <laughs> yeah. He's sleeping, which is very typical oh, of what he does well, all the time. He must be tired. He's doing appearances and running here and running there. So Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, that's good. He's, he's resilient and really cooperative, but he just loves to sleep. I mean, he's almost five <laughs> years old, but I always joke that he's a five-year-old going on 85. Like he's, Aww. he's like a grandpa sometimes with <laughs> sleep behavior. So it's really well, endearing. You guys are both so inspiring and oh, I'm really you. looking forward to keeping up with Tuna's adventures and continuing to be one of the many he makes smile every day. So thanks so much, Courtney. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate you. Our pleasure. And thank okay. you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, who makes us sound so good. My passion is fashion, so tune in next time to discover the designers, styles, and home decor I love. And don't forget to visit me at barkandswagger.com where you'll find great fashion stories and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.